Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the soundtrack to a life. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, it's born like this. Immaculate conception, I transform like this, perform like this. What shouts you a new weapon? I don't contemplate, I meditate. Hello again, and welcome back to the Soundtrack to a Life. I am Chris. Uh, with me once again is Nikki. Hi. And we are talking about Kendrick Lamar's 2017 album, Damn, today. Nikki, why don't you tell me a little bit about this album and your relationship to this piece of music? Well, it was an accidentally discovered kind of a thing. I tend to just play radio stations on my on my phone there, and one of Kendrick Lamar's songs came up, and I really liked the sound, so I explored further. And then I heard really great things about this particular album, so I actually gave it a whole listen to it from start to finish. And I came away feeling like it was a one-of-a-kind album, you know, it incorporated rap, incorporated soul, incorporated political voices, and yeah, it also had a sense of humor to it as well, you know, and I really enjoyed it overall. I don't know, and I just, I can't stop listening to it now. It's probably been about four weeks, yeah. and this guy's been on my playlist every single day. Highlights are the CD. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it is good to know that you can still, like, you still have that in you to discover something new that can impact you as much as music did when we were both in high school. Right? Well, that's the thing. Like, from what I've read, the majority of the impact you have usually happens when you're a teenager. As we get older, this, and again, it's maybe not the whole truth, but this one article I read focused, focused on this idea that once you reach a certain age, it's hard for that part of your brain to get as active as it did when you were a teenager. So I felt like with this CD here, that kind of just like sent flares into my brain. Yeah, it's tougher for music to surprise you as you age than it was when you were of the age where you were more susceptible to pop music. So I've listened to uh, Damn by Kendrick Lamar a number yeah. of times. What do you think? It is the most current, obviously. It just came out. It just came out? How Pretty recently. Like, you won a crap ton of awards for it at the most recent... Well, they have, like, a gazillion awards now, but one of the more important ones he won a bunch of awards at. So it's pretty new release. I don't know the exact date, but... Yeah. And it will, like, whatever number you would have quoted me by the time this actually airs will be out of date anyway. So, yeah, probably. Fairly recent, within the past <laughs> few months. There is no excuse for me to have not listened to Kendrick Lamar by this point in my life. Whenever I bring up how few artists are sitting down and crafting an album as a complete thought, the person that gets brought up over and over again as a counterexample is Kendrick Lamar, which you'd think would put him more firmly on my radar than he has been. And all that I can say in my defense is that while I do enjoy commercial hip-hop, it is not my main style of music. I only wind up picking up one or two or three albums by rappers in a year. And when I do, it's mostly very commercial performers. Your Jay-Z's or your Kanye's or your Drake's of that sort of thing. I just don't devote myself to the genre enough to dive in any kind of depth into it. And while I'm aware that Kendrick's had a ton of success in recent years, it apparently wasn't enough to make an indie goth kid in his late 30s actually sit down and listen to him. Though it has been enough that when you pointed out that I should really get around to it, I was enthusiastic about it. This is probably, of all of the albums that I've been asked to listen to so far, the one that I was the most excited for. Cool. And I was not disappointed. I'm actually surprised at how mellow the introductory track starts off. I've heard a lot about Kendrick's technical skills as a performer, and I guess that led me to expect that I would be thrown right into it. 
Yeah, no, it's a slow build-up, I thought. Yeah, it's a really, Beautiful. like... Beautiful. It's a calm, really groovy introduction to the record and a really, like, easy, comfortable, storytelling-y... Yeah, I like that. ...style. I, I feel like he's such a... He's a poet, you know? He has such a way with his words. You know, even when he's rapping, he, I, I do hear the stories, you know? I, I don't know. I think he's an amazing poet. Yeah, he absolutely is. And, and each song is a very singular thing that tells a very complete story mm -hmm. but they are presented together a whole that is greater than the sum of their parts yeah which i appreciate after the first track we get into some of the quicker more wordplay heavy style which is what i expected from him going into this record and he really delivered the wordplay is really dense and very focused there's a lot to every song to unpack I suspect I haven't heard this enough to be able to properly unpack it yet, but uh, even on my first listen, it was obviously a piece of music that an enormous amount of thought had been put into. Oh, yeah. These are tongue twisters of songs, but he still feels incredibly natural as he's delivering them. Agreed. Which is, which is interesting. Like, he's a, really, he's a really singular focus. A random thought that probably makes no sense as I was listening to, I put it in my notes and it makes zero sense. But <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is the Radiohead of rap of commercial hip hop. I agree completely. Okay, that, that makes that, sense. That's yeah, not just me. No, it totally does because he is so unique, and I think that's what just drew me to him. And I really hope you listen to some of his other works because, like Mad City, another beautiful piece of poetry. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he first came into the scene, like when he made mainstream. You know, like maybe not the first few. You know, but the first mainstream one that he sold the album. They were all like, and for the follow-up, ooh, what's he going to do? Because it was, you know, that fast technical, you know, that you referred to. And then with the critics, he blew them away because now all of a sudden he came with this almost slam poetry style. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what I really like. Like, I could see him standing there in a tiny little pub and just being a slam poet. 100%. Know? The beats are very complicated as well, and they're very fresh sounding to my ear. But you're right, I definitely could just as happily listen to just the vocal track by itself, unadorned, and still have a very satisfying listen. Right. And that's an interesting combination uh, for an artist to have. And I mean, I'm positive, like I said, I have never dived deep into this as a genre of music, but you don't usually hear from my limited experience very technically focused performers who still come across as very natural and relatable. It's usually one of those things or the other. Yeah. And the fact that Kendrick pulls off both so expertly really took me by surprise. Did you ever get a chance to read looking up what the lyrics say? Uh, I have. I've looked up some of them. It's interesting. It's interesting right. material. Well, I know that even just today, I was looking up Lust. That was one of the songs that were on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was just a gain and on song, right? I mean, I learned that, that one of the words is actually a very dirty expression. I thought that was awesome, and I laughed. But when you listen to the verses, I, I kind of feel like he's taking the, like, it's all like a, a what's that word metaphor you yeah. know and he just has such a graphic metaphor but the lust isn't exactly just people doing it it's about what would you do what kind of things do you thirst for what do you lust for yeah, you know? yeah. and it was just re reading the lyrics today kind of just like it brought that whole new layer to that song and you know and i like how all the songs kind of make me think and it makes me eager to hear more about what his point of view is in the world 
Yeah. You know, like I kind of feel bad for him. He's in the States. You know, like, yeah, he's a millionaire and everything. But even in one of the songs, he was like, please tell me this election's a joke, basically. <laughs> you know? I feel like he was not the only person thinking right? that. Right? Not so, just in the States. No, no, that's true. I think I know right from the beginning, I thought it was just a practical joke and someone's going to be like, Haha, just kidding, <laughs> you know? But hey, in the meantime, let's go for The Rock. I think he'd make the next good president. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just feel like one of the candidates in 2020 should be some kind of, like, lawmaker or political figure or public servant. <laughs> like, just for the people who want that. <laughs> like, just have one of them be able to say, yes, I have some experience governing. Right? <laughs> in the meantime. Yep. I, I, um, I know this is not the case. For about a hot minute, I thought that Element was the radio song here. Okay. Um, it's a good song. It's a great song. Like, it's very catchy and it's very yeah. memorable. And then I get halfway through and I realize that, like, half of the words cannot be said out loud on the radio. Yeah. Which I like. Like, I'm into that as a thing to do. Um, I think that there's a really, like, fun punk rock spirit to there where you take your most commercial track and then... Um, Make it impossible to get by the censors. <laughs> that's exactly right. Like... <laughs> A bunch of the punk bands that I've enjoyed have done the same thing. There was the Jay-Z Kanye West track that I could not say the title to out loud right? um, comfortably, and that had no chorus. <laughs> you know what? I actually haven't listened to that song yet. It's really? Like, haven't you? No. It's really good, but there's no chorus. All right. And you can't say the title out loud on the radio. Yeah. And... They released it as a single anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, on the assumption that their charisma as performers would solid along. Would get them over two very big strikes against them. Wow. Because I don't know if you knew this about Jay-Z and Kanye West. They're both very confident men. Oh yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of self-belief, and it wound up being a, if I understand, decently sized radio hit. I don't know, to be honest. I'll play it for you when we're done. I'll link it in the show notes. All right, then. I assume everybody has a baseline familiarity with Jay-Z. But <laughs> at the same time, I did not know Kendrick Lamar until I started doing this. So you never know. I looked him up on Wikipedia to do some quick research. Yeah. I was surprised by the commercial success of this record. This record came out this year and apparently has sold 2 million copies. Oh, wow. In the U.S. First of all, already. It's been out for less than a year. Second of all... In 2017, 2018, not a period where people are famous for paying full price for music. True. Maybe that's why we get this kind of music, though. Yeah. I mean, this, this, that is what happens when you construct, I guess, an album as a complete thought rather than a collection of tracks that sound good on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Like, people need to go and get it and sit down and listen to all of it in the correct order to completely get what this piece of music is meant to be doing because there were definitely there were definitely tracks on here that would sound good on the radio the fact that you discovered Kendrick through commercial radio doesn't surprise me but I don't feel like I would have gotten as much out of this on a Spotify playlist or as individual songs yeah coming to me separately as I did sitting down with good headphones on listening to it with my analytical brain turned on which I appreciate so thank you for making me do that oh my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> 
It thrills me to introduce more people to this guy. Yeah, it's really good. He's really good. And everybody uh, knows about him but me. Am I the last person on the stream? I don't think so. I mean, I made that Amanda listen to it last night a little bit, so... Oh, what did Amanda think? She thought a few songs seemed to be okay. Like, I don't know, we didn't really, I didn't really <coughs> grill her on what she thought about. We were building a diaper cake, so, mm. you know. That's um. why you have to force your friends to come in <laughs> and go on record <laughs> with what they think about your favorite music <laughs> in an incredibly public forum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's not for everyone. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, because she's, um... She likes hip hop. Does she? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, like Eminem. That's probably her favorite. Yeah, yeah. Eminem was very popular for a good long time. And she has a few good songs on her on her playlist when I'm in a car. So nice. as far as her repertoire, I don't think it's up there in her like her top faves. You know, yeah, but. yeah. She she strikes me as more metal. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's... Than uh, than hip hop to me. Although there's not a reason that you can't enjoy both. Right. Uh, all of the music that exists is available to everyone. Exactly. Yep. Fun fact about uh, well, with this whole interview because I was looking up a bit more about Kendrick Lamar for our, you know for when we were talking, and I used to think that he was saying Kung Fu Kitty, and like is he not? You, you no, you can hear it quite a few times. It sounds like Kung Fu Kitty. Yeah. And I'm like, no wonder I like this guy so much. Yeah, I'm a Kung Fu Kitty too, yo. And then I realized it's Kung Fu Kenny because of Kung Kendrick. Fu Kenny. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Right. But. Also, I, can still I would watch the Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> of, Kung Fu Kitty. of a kitty who knows Kung Fu and fights crime who is voiced by Kendrick Lamar. Um, Kendrick, get on this. <laughs> I'm aware that popular musicians on the radio no longer ink multi-million dollar deals for Saturday morning cartoons. Nikki's on the Block was actually a pretty decent That was show. not a good show. No, it was such a good Nikki, show. Nikki, I promise you it was not. Um, <laughs> That was a bad show. Uh -uh. Um, the MC Hammer show. Oh, I didn't see that. Where he fought crime with magic shoes <laughs> that gave him dance-based superpowers. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty well. It is, but also I remember a good portion of the Hammerman theme music. Those magic shoes jumped on his feet and he became Hammerman. <laughs> Hammerman. <laughs> It was like the longest opening. Like in hindsight, I was definitely being scammed by that cartoon. <laughs> Cause like a half hour episode of a TV show is 22 minutes long. Yeah. The opening theme song to MC Hammer's Saturday morning cartoon Hammerman was conservatively three and a half to four minutes long. Oh, wow. So that they would not have to write and produce complete episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I liked Hammer better because I would love to talk about MC Hammer cultural force on this show for about an hour. Oh my goodness. I have a lot of opinions on him. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just bring him into every single one. I might just snippet here. start bringing up Hammer randomly as it comes up. In fact, I probably will because there is not like a Hammer record that I would force somebody to listen to. <laughs> I don't think anyone could be forced. I don't know. Maybe challenge guys. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, I'm forcing one of my friends to listen to uh, Second Wave ska record because he confessed to a deep and abiding hatred of Third Wave ska. Oh, all right. What what are these? For third Wave ska is from the United States. Okay. Uh, 
in the 90s. So like no doubt and for example, Paris. yes, that's yeah. exactly right. Second wave is from the UK in the late 70s, um, oh. like Madness, The Selector, English Beat, that kind of thing. Okay, never heard of that. And then first wave ska is obviously in Jamaican. Huh. Yeah. That's a weird, interesting trip around the world for that. Yeah, ska comes from somewhere different every 20 years. You never know. I like it. You never know. Well, third wave is sort of my favorite, so I don't know. That's a good, that's a good ska. I thought that they had several bands that I quite enjoy. I don't understand how anyone can hate ska. <laughs> it's relentlessly upbeat music. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to be in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> I think that everyone enjoys that, but I think they undersell the value of it. Yeah. <laughs> when they're discussing a piece of art. I feel like people are like afraid that it will make them sound shallow or whatever if they admit, I just want something that will make me happy for a little bit. Right. But, yeah, there's value there. <laughs> and this is good for that, I think. I really do, putting uh, Kendrick's performance aside for a second, I actually really do enjoy the production style. There are elements of psychedelia here. It sounds weird and loose, like swirling loops of sound. Hmm. I enjoy the distortion. I enjoy the reverb. It engages, but at the same time, it maintains an unpredictability that has to keep you very up and actively listening to it. This is not, I would think, good music to chill out to. You don't think so? No, I would need, to, I want to be very involved oh, okay. in this music as I'm listening to it. Like, it does not go on in the background at a dinner party. I think I'm in the point of my life where I could probably have that in the background of my dinner party. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I would lose the thread of conversations. Fair enough. I would I would want to keep track of what the song is doing. That happens, too. Like, yeah. You know, it's a, I don't know, the song, I, I love the song, this whole album, it just gets under your skin in a good way, though. Yeah. For me, anyway. And yeah, I was, I was surprised by how it was produced as well. There's a jazz element to it, almost. Whoever's mixing the record is really good at sustaining a single emotional groove over the course of a track. Yeah. Which, again, plays against my expectations of this. I was expecting a lot more aggressive-sounding beats and more pyrotechnics and a more show-off-y flow, but this is actually something that's really good at buoying you along. It's a strong, unique performance, but it doesn't feel like it needs to prove itself to you. This is not his first record and it's not his first major success. And I'm wondering how much of that confidence is inherent to Kendrick Lamar and how much of it is just the fact that he has gone from strength to strength to strength. And at a certain point, he congratulated himself and went, I got this. I wonder if he even has that, though, to be honest. Like, there's this one song he had where he talks about how he doesn't buy expensive cars. He doesn't have an accountant. And he references to what happened with Rihanna, because Rihanna had an accountant who did some embezzlement from her. Yep. Hence where, bitch, where's my money? That song came from, right? Bitch better have my money. Anyway. Oh, am I allowed to say that word on here? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Anyway, so I almost feel as though <clears throat> he's not quite sure if this is real yet. And, and then some other, other songs that may not be on this particular album, but on others, kind of echo that too. You know, so I have to wonder what his confidence is. Like, I feel like he just has a lot to say. And maybe it's just my perception on it. But I feel like he has a lot to say. And he just wants to get it out. And I feel like he, I, I would even dare to say the word genius. You know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. He is, he's seizing a moment. But I would say that anybody who refers to himself giving a TED Talk <laughs> in a song called Humble. 
Yeah. <laughs> is bringing a certain amount of confidence. But is he maybe not talking to himself to sit down when he's saying? Like, you know, I don't know. Like, that's what kind of made me wonder about all of his work, you know. Is what, is what stuff is he actually saying to himself, you know, and what stuff is he saying to other people? And that kind of took humble to be kind of like, yo, 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 Kendrick, calm down, you know. You gotta, you gotta stay humble here. <laughs> I'll buy that. And it's a good uh, it's a good message to pass on to himself. Uh, he is one of the biggest performers in the world right now. Uh, Thank God. Judging from <laughs> my perusal of his Wikipedia page and hearing his most recent album. And I could use a few more out of him before he disappears into his own ego. Yeah, I really hope he doesn't get too caught up in an ego. I mean, people do. Yeah. That's sometimes fun. I get it. You know, I probably would too. Like yeah. Me, a whole bunch of money and people loving me everywhere I go. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to get a bigger head than I yeah. do now. Yeah, like, I'm just like a record that is a giant bloated mess made by a genius who is starting to lose his mind is also a compelling listen. I don't think I've heard that one yet. Really? <laughs> listen to the last couple of Kanye records. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I figured you were going. Uh, well, it is because of who we're talking to, Yeah. although I also got into a gigantic argument with a buddy of mine at a bar over a pint after admitting that my favorite Clash record is Sandinista, which is a triple album that they produced immediately after London Calling Okay. for reasons of their own, and they smashed together about, like, six genres, and some of the connective tissue is children singing their previous songs from previous works, and it's just a really compelling disaster. <laughs> like, it is The Clash losing control of their own recording process Oh wow! in a really fascinating way. <laughs> I love it, even as I admit that about half the tracks... Do not work. <laughs> I don't think I've heard any of the Clash either. You've never heard any I'm of the Clash? I'm pretty limited in my music. Good That's why gravy. I like hitting play on those little radio buttons. Nikki, we're getting you back in here. We're making you listen to the Clash. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to not make you listen to Sandinista. It is real hard to listen to. All right. I also want to listen to Alice in Chains. I was intrigued by that, too. Alice in Chains are super good. I know I've heard, like, one or two songs, and I think I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. You will enjoy it a lot. But back to Kendrick Lamar. But back to Kendrick. I thought that the collaborators, his use of collaborators, yeah, was really interesting. Every one of them was really well chosen. Yeah. I know with a lot of collaborator heavy hip-hop, I won't... Speak for everyone, because I'm not the target audience for this kind of music. But I can find the use of collaborators and guest verses sometimes very distracting. But here, everybody was really expertly chosen. I found there was great harmony. Yeah, and everybody everybody fit well together. Like, yeah. it clearly wasn't just... Oh, let's get my name connected to yours. But yeah. on that note, you do realize that he collaborated with Taylor Swift, right? Did he? Oh, yeah. On this record? No, Bad Blood. I look... Yeah. Was he on Bad Blood? He was on Bad Blood. Oh, man. And then he wrote... Like, the... then, yeah. And he spoke out about it publicly after that. Like, whoops. <laughs> Positively? Negatively? Negatively oh. a little bit. I have to double check, but I, I think he wasn't quite sure that it was about uh, Katy Perry. And then after that came out, he was like, oh, fuck. I also, <laughs> I also dislike Bad Blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, though not because of who it's about. Yeah. I just find the chorus very boring, and I 
feel that Taylor Swift has demonstrated that she can write a better chorus. Yeah. And she should have worked harder that day. Well, speaking of Taylor, I listened to Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do for about an hour last night nonstop. Why? My son has homework where he needs the color. For those in the audience, he has autism, so we're doing like this behavioral cognitive therapy. Yeah, yeah. So one of the exercises is for him to color calmly for an hour and think positive thoughts and think goals for himself. Well, what put him in the most positive thoughts and his words were listening to Taylor Swift. Look what you made me do. All day long. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so, I love my boy and I read a book and I was able to tune that out as best as I could. And then I went to Amanda's and rolled up a diaper cake. <laughs> the takeaway from this anecdote is that parenting is hard. Yeah, it's guys challenges. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you've got to. But he loves Kendrick. I will say that, so I'll bring it back to Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, your kids are he, your kids are into this one. Especially Joshua. And nice. I know, like, uh, one time I was stumbling over my words, as I often do, and I was like, oh, I got, I got, I got, and then my son calls, like, I got, I got, I got royalties, got loyalties inside my DNA. <laughs> that is adorable. For the audience at home, how old are your kids? My youngest is 11, that's one with the autism, and my coli bear, he is hysterical, he's 13 years old, about to turn 14. That so. is spectacular. And again, usually Joshua prefers the, you know, the EDM and house mixed style of music, right? Like he likes. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, Skrillex, that kind of stuff. So I introduced him to rap music. And it all started, I think, with Eminem and my obsession with what I call rap gods. And Kendrick has made that list of my rap gods. Yeah, that feels very natural. Uh, as a place to place him. He's incredibly good, and every piece is obviously really crafted. The track, his vocals, all of his collaborators, everything has had uh, thought and effort put into achieving a very specific purpose. Although, other than Rihanna, and obviously you 2 I had not... I was floored by that. Yeah, was what is U2 really? doing? Like, is that even U2, or is that like a rapper named U2? No, period? that's the, the fucking <laughs> band. I was a little shocked by that. I like yeah, it. I thought that was a really interesting <clears throat> collaboration. Yeah, I was confused by it twice. <laughs> I was confused by it once at the beginning of the song. I went, what the hell is U2 doing on a rap record? And then I was confused a second time immediately after that. Why did U2 wait until now? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a good song. Like, U2 especially, like they were doing that like weird experimentalist phase that they were doing in the mid-late 90s when they were playing with that uh, dance music and more technically constructed production. Yeah. I feel like that would have been more on brand for them. Yeah, definitely back To then. show up on a rock record, like sometime around 1998 when they were putting out pop. Um, then maybe it just took an artist like Hendrick to I guess. visualize that. I guess, because something got them into it, and it sounds great. It was very surprising, but at the same time, it was exactly what that song needed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every every piece fits together really expertly, which surprised me a little bit because his release schedule doesn't give the impression uh, of somebody who puts a ton of time. Hmm. Yeah, especially if you consider all the touring and stuff he does too, yeah. right? Yeah, like the dude tours constantly. He puts out a record every other year. Seems sounds about right. Like he's not somebody who disappears into a studio... And then comes back six years later yeah, with 
art. <laughs> no, the guy just comes up with it like super quick. I yeah, love it. He's relentless. Like the dude is clearly uh, never not working. And that is great. And I hope that he continues it for a good deal of time because this record is spectacular. Like I know that I'm late to the party on this, but I'm very much on board uh, with Kendrick right now. Yay. I'm absolutely going to listen to him more in the future. I have, spoiler alert, already bought both of the records. Nice. Previous to this. Okay. They are sitting on my iTunes right now. That's awesome. Which ones are they? Uh, they Mad are. City, I think, is one of them, right? Yeah, I've already I've already picked up Good Kid, Mad City, yeah. and uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Okay, yeah, those are both really great. To Pimp a Butterfly. I think that was the one that came out as the poetry emotion, basically. Oh, yeah? That's really good. No. Good. I have them both. I've listened to neither of them. Fair enough. Because I wanted to only talk about Dam um, while I was talking to you about this. But I have zero doubt that I'm going to really dig both of them. My view on this genre has been expanded. Mine too. Yeah. Definitely mine too. Yeah. Like he really does like move what this is capable of as a style of music. Well, I grew up on Motown. Like, I, you know, I grew up with my grandmother. She grew up in Detroit when Motown was the thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I got exposed to a lot. I also got exposed to a lot of psychedelic rap or, hip, or psychedelic rock as well. But I found that this kind of went back to the roots of that Motown sound, you know? Like, there was a lot more soul to it. Like, it's like if Tupac's saying, like, Aaron Neville almost, you know? Like, there's just, like, this fusion yeah, yeah. of different styles and sounds, and I love it. And it really, yeah, everything everything about it comes across. Like, he has a really thoughtful but intuitive sense of what is possible to achieve in commercial rap music in 2017. And he is really bringing a lot of uh, energy and excitement to what he's doing. I look forward to seeing what he does next. I look forward to seeing what he did previous. I have not listened to either of his probably blockbuster records that everybody knows but me <laughs> um i am getting the impression that i'm the last to the party but i'm on board i'm here now right oh it's gonna be a good uh, it sounds there. great <laughs> and i look forward to enjoying it further i can't wait for his next one to come out like, i just love how much more of the politics he's put into his songs too well yeah you know I th- so i'm eager i'm eager to see more i want to hear more i want to experience more and another thing too when you're bored go watch his music videos are the videos great? So on point. Solid. So so good. Solid. DNA. That was an amazing one. You get like an interrogation room style. It was really solid. Mm. I mean, like I don't want to spoil it, right? But you gotta watch it. And humble, visually stunning. Uh, another solid, different CDs. Drowning. Another really great visually stunning piece. So nice visual art. So, nice. Yeah. No. Check out. Yeah. Check them out. His videos too. Now. Uh, the music videos, Humble and DNA, are the radio songs? They both have, I don't know if they're on the radio, radio per se. I know that there are YouTube videos and Vivo, like, it's official. He won the award and when he was doing performance for this award, I don't know if it was MTV Awards or whatever, but he did a mashup of Humble and DNA. Which is nice. Really cool. So yeah, those are the, those are the radio songs. Yeah. If, if you're asked to be on TV and that's what you pick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really cool mashup. Like, I know you, you're really amazing at mashups, so you might appreciate yeah. you know, what he does with that. That was really cool. Nice. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Nice. I'll look that up as well. Because that looks like, uh, that seems like it would be a ton of fun. Yeah, he's proving that he's not just an artist when it comes to listening. He's not just an artist when it comes to being vocal. He's also an artist when it comes to picking his director. And I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, he picks the same production company every time for his music videos. And they tell a story as well. That makes well. sense. Like, I mean... If you have a team that works well with you, you want to hew to that. Mm-hmm. 
I will have to look that up. Mental note, I may have an evening of watching music videos on YouTube ahead of me. Oh, I love those nights. <laughs> right? <laughs> this has been the soundtrack to a life. I have listened to Damn by Kendrick Lamar for the first time and fucking loved it. I will be listening to more Kendrick Lamar in the future. I will be listening to this record a lot in the future. And we are going to uh, be closing out the show tonight on love. Good song. Feel quite free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at SoundtrackCast. Our website is SoundtrackCast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Review us. Rate us. Go listen to some Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is super good. Have a great evening. Give me a run for my money. There is nobody, no one who will run me. So give me a run for my money. Sipping lovely, feeling lovely. Living lovely. Just like.